0: I'm staying in my lane. I'm doing what I have to do, what I want to do, to be able to, to try to be the best. And, and I mean, for me, at the end of the day, when I was training, it was like as long as I figured out what I needed to do needed to do in order to accomplish my goals and dreams, then that's all that mattered. You know, nothing else mattered. Everything else would just play out. I can't control what other people do. So for me, I'm worried. I was always worried about myself and, and worried about what I needed to do, and, and it worked.
1: Did it ever? I'm John Fort. This is the Fort Knox podcast from CNBC, and that was Michael Phelps. We love to have these debates about who's the greatest of all time in any given sport. Maybe it's because you don't even have to be an expert to get in on it. All you need to know is the yardstick for success. Serena Williams or Steffi Graff? Tom Brady or Joe Montana? Well, that's what makes Michael Phelps so special. There's no debate. He's the greatest swimmer and most decorated Olympian of all time. He won 28 medals over four different Olympic games, 23 of them gold. The Question is, how? Well, Michael Phelps is not a fish. Doctors have shot down the notion that his abnormal wingspan and flexible joints give him an outsized advantage. Turns out, Phelps worked hard on his craft. He also does a few mental exercises that the rest of us would do well to emulate. This is Fort Knox, Rich Ideas and Powerful People. It's a weekly podcast bringing you the highest achievers from business, entertainment, philanthropy, and sport. We're going to learn how the very best climb to the top and pull out lessons along the way. If that sounds good to you, make this a habit. Subscribe on Apple's podcast app or on Google Play, and once you've done that, tell a friend. These talks are definitely conversation starters. I caught up with Michael Phelps recently in New York City, where he was working on a new endorsement deal. We talked about his new wife and son, his goals for a business empire, his mental preparation, and bouncing back. Here's Michael Phelps. When's the last time you were in a pool?
0: Actually, that's a good question. It's probably been a couple of weeks. Uh, I was doing it a lot after the Olympics, and, and I wanted to stay in the water just as a kind of... Exercise, But after a while, my trainer basically said, unless I want to swim exactly like I was preparing for the Olympics, that I wasn't really going to get much out of it. So um, it's been a couple of weeks, but whenever I get a chance to go to the pool, for me, it's just a peaceful place where... I don't have to, no offense, I don't have to do an interview or I don't have to talk to anybody. You know, but no, but it's like it, it's, it's kind of like my time where, where I get to zone out. And, and I think it's, it's um, for me, it'll always be a peaceful place um, and, and a place where I just, I, I love being. So uh, when I have the chance, I try to get in as much as I can.
1: One of the things that struck me about starting to get into your story and how you got to the point of becoming the most decorated Olympian of all time, is just all the training that takes place behind the scenes. Sure. Like, like that Under Armour commercial, yeah. I guess, I yeah. showed. But um, the rest and recovery that it takes to be able to do, what, at one point, was it uh, 17 races in...
0: Eight days? Yeah. yeah. Um, that, was, that was brutal. Um, you know, for me, at a very young age, I learned how, how important sleep was. Um, that was something, you know, it's where you can naturally grow and, and your body recovers. And so, you know, that, that was something that, that I had a lot of as a kid, you know, I was constantly sleeping, but I was also constantly running around. So my body needed it. I needed to rest. I needed to recover. I needed to make sure that I was ready for whatever I had the next day, whether that was two workouts or one workout. I mean, I was swimming seven days a week going between 70 and hundred thousand yards um, a week. So it's like I needed that recovery. And, and for me, that's kind of where, um, you know, I guess my dreams and visualizing kind of really played a role in, in, to making me motivated and in helping me achieve the goals that I had.
1: Now you said you haven't been in a pool in about two weeks, but you have not been standing still. Um, we were just talking about your packed schedule. Yeah. Um, uh, you've been, you're a businessman. You've got a, Powerful brand. You're very much in the marketing game. We're here in Soho in Manhattan at Lisa uh, sitting on one of their mattresses. Yeah. So the sleep thing very much fits. How did you get connected with this brand? At one point, you said that you would never endorsed a brand that right. you hadn't used before. Right, right. I mean, but how many mattresses can a guy have? Did you happen to own a Lisa mattress already, Uh, or was it something you got connected to and said, hey, I sleep pretty good on this?
0: I think for me, my biggest thing was, was I learned a lot about stats that had been kept throughout my career. My trainer has stats that, I mean, it's crazy to look at, like the amount of REM sleep and deep sleep and light sleep that I've had over the last five years, let's say. So for me, looking back at those things, and you can go back and you can judge how your days were on the most REM or, you know, opposed to the least amount of REM and deep and that kind of thing. So for me, like, stats are everything. Mm -hmm. And now... With my family and growing a family and having a child, I need this. I need to sleep a lot. I need to get as much sleep as I can. Um, I feel like Boomer is about to be walking soon, anyway. So, um, you know, I feel like he, I'm all I'm going to be doing is running around after him, trying to catch him. So, um, you know, for me, this is, I think, it's it's a it's a, a perfect fit for me because sleep is really important. And I think that people overlook how important sleep is. Um, so, you know, for me, it's it's anywhere I can help a kid or help somebody else make themselves better and to help them have a chance to reach their goals and dreams. You know, for me, um, yeah, I wrote stuff down on a piece of paper, but those things were always going through my mind, and I always knew that I had to be at my best to be able to accomplish those.
1: Uh, you would write down goals and keep them on your nightstand, right? Yeah. And every once in a while, look at them, especially when you had had a bad day. Right. How... Has that shifted now that the pool isn't part of your life right. every day? Are you still writing down goals? I mean, you can't time yourself and, and measure in the same way. You right, said you're a, right. a data guy. Sure. How do you do it?
0: Uh, it I keep looking back and, and adding stuff from time to time. My, my agent wrote down um, five years, 10 years, and 20 years, where you want to be in that time frame. And I think when he handed it to me, I looked at him like he was crazy <laughs> because I, I never thought like that you know, I was always thinking of the next race or the next practice. And I think having my mind start to think that way a little bit more now because I'm not in the pool every day and I'm not trying to, you know, clock my speed at certain times. So, you know, I think that's been the, the I think the toughest thing, but something that I'm most excited about transitioning this time out of retire into retirement, uh, opposed to the last time. I think last time I just wasn't really ready to retire. I just made myself leave because I didn't want to do it anymore. So I needed that break. So I think this time, sort of transitioning into the world where, um, you know, like I said, I can help kids. Um, and, and I can build, continue to build my brand. And, and I think that's something that um, my wife and I and, and my team, we're always trying to think of different ways to do that. And it's fun. It's just very different than staring at a black line like we were talking about <laughs> on the bottom of a pool for five hours.
1: I remember reading, I don't remember if it was in your book or somewhere else, um, you saying something about how, for a swimmer, just natural ability, especially, doesn't cut it. Yeah. I mean, your, your arms can be as long, your sure. hands and feet can be as big, whatever, but it, it's so much about the work that you put in.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, a lot of it is, you know, to, to prepare for an Olympic Games, it takes really four years to mentally and physically prepare yourself. Um, you know, for me, I was always the kind of person like I knew what I had to do in the pool, and if I got that done, I would tune myself up mentally throughout that, just naturally, because it was what I've been doing as a kid. You know, since I was a kid, that was something my coach taught me at a very, very young age, and and um, it just became natural. So you know, I think a lot of it is obviously the work that you do every day and the sacrifices that you make. I think that's a really big word and a big a big keyword, um, but it's also about getting your mind right as well. You know, it's it's you know, I think one of the the craziest things, uh, my coach tried to get me when we started to swim, uh, to train together, to not say the word can't. Hmm. So I could broaden my my mind and, and believe that I could do whatever I wanted to, and I think that was a, a big key of us being so successful. You know, I mean, tackling, or trying to tackle eight Olympic gold medals, or trying to tie or break Spitz's record. Like, that's, that was a challenge, and it hadn't been done in so long. So, you know, for me, I was always a, a kid or a young man who would always just, just think as big as I could possibly think and dream as big as I could possibly dream because I, I, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to be the second Mark Spitz. I wanted to be the first Michael Phelps, and that was what I wanted.
1: 307, that number that was in your head for a long time, turned out to be a split time. Uh, You didn't even know what it was about, but but numbers so much a part of your life. Are there any business numbers or even (laughs) benchmarks that you have sort of floating around?
0: I, I have I have some personal goals that I would like to achieve in the business world and and um, I don't actually think anybody knows what they are um, that's on purpose I've always done that yeah I've always been somebody who's who's kept some very specific goals to myself um, you know and now it's a lot different because I have a family right. so you know I'd like to be able to keep keep taking care of my family for as long as I can and make sure they have the best life they possibly can. So, you know, obviously that's one goal I'll share with you. But, you know, some of the other ones are, are, are they're big, they're lofty goals. And, and uh, you know, for me, this is, I get to have fun. I get to enjoy what I'm doing and, and um, you know, continue to try to make the sport a better sport and, and, and change it for the athletes.
1: Not talking about your goals before they're achieved, does that fit into your philosophy of not trash talking, you know?
0: I mean, so out there in I always, I welcome, I welcome a trash talking Like, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it before. I, I love when people do it. I love when they, they do certain things to just fire me up. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, if I ever hear it, if somebody ever reads something, I, I'm the first one to see it.
1: You um, use it as fuel.
0: Of course. Of but course. you don't do a lot of trash talking. No, there's no point. You know, I mean, I, I'm staying in my lane. I'm doing what I have to do, what I want to do to be able to, to try to be the best. And, and I mean, for me, at the end of the day, when I was training, it was like, as long as I figured out what I needed to, do, needed to do in order to accomplish my goals and dreams, then that's all that mattered. You know, nothing else mattered. Everything else would just play out. I can't control what other people do. So for me, I'm worried, I was always worried about myself and, and worried about what I needed to do, and, and it worked.
1: You have had an amazing year on a lot of different levels. Got married, have a kid, oh yeah, and all those medals. <laughs> What's been the most surprising part for you about the non-swimming stuff? What fatherhood has done to you? Sure. What, if anything, the difference is between being engaged and then, well, actually, there's a there's a ring on both of us. Now.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I'll start there. I mean, you know, Nicole and I have been on and off for such a long time, and and we've known each other, so it's like it almost like we felt like like a. I almost felt like we were married anyway, <laughs> so but now we we're formally married. Um, we have an amazing child who watching him grow up every day you know for me, being able to be with him more than I ever was when he was first born like it's it's awesome like being able to see a photo of him every day or or be there every single day with him, watching him try to climb up onto something or st- like you know try to take a step or try to do this and and like that's something for me has been truly a, a, an absolute treat um I think sometimes when he doesn't want to go down to sleep at night, that tests my patience. So, um, but but it's good, you know. He's he's releasing all the other energy that he he has before he goes to sleep at night. And and Nicole and I are learning together. So you know, for me, it's it's a great experience, and and um, you know, something that definitely changed my life. You know, somebody said to me. When your first child is born and when a child is born, you find out what the true definition of love is. And I think that was something that was really special for me to find out and feel um, the day Boomer was born.
1: Lisa is a relatively new brand in sleep. You've also got a relatively new brand in swimming with MP. Why was it important for you to have your own brand in the swim space as opposed to you know, just just something under Under Armour, who you're also involved with.
0: Um, the opportunity that I had to start my own swim line was something I always wanted to do. I never thought I'd have the chance to do it. Um, you know, for me, I, I'm I'm hands on now. I can build a suit. I've been with suits like suit companies in the past, and I haven't had that flexibility to give my input or say this or say that. And I think, you know, we've we've really started. Um, that was our first suit we've really made, and and all of us together have been able to put all of our input together, which made the suit, which I thought and I still think is the best suit in the market. I think we have the best caps and the best goggles as well. You know, you're never going to see um, the lens as clear as ours.
1: How did you do it? Um, <laughs>
0: what was
1: the perspective that you brought? I mean, now? the
0: the biggest thing for me is I like seeing everything. I like seeing every single thing around me. I'm always looking out of the corner of my eyes, of the uh, and and. The lens that Aquasphere makes, they make the clearest lenses in the world. Like, you'll find it, like, it's a fact. Um, so, for me, be having learned to swim all the way up to the highest level of swimming, everything in the middle, you know, that's, that's what I want. That's what my goal and dream was. You know, my, my goal is to change the sport of swimming, and that's what it's been since I was 15 years old, and, and it hasn't changed yes we've come a long way since 2000 but still I I still think there's more and and I want it to be more about the athletes and what they're doing you know we put so much time and effort into this and I think they deserve more recognition than they get
1: what kinds of things are you saying at the table when you're laying out uh you know sort of the the plans the drafts drawings of the next item in the line saying "Ah, I I want you to do this a little different around the shoulder sure, sure. or around the waist.
0: What I mean, I think I think that's the thing. Like, for me, like, like when I made the suit, it was kind of... It was it had give in certain areas, and it, it was compression in certain areas. So it, it it's probably going to change. You know, we're probably going to have to do more research and talk to different athletes to see what they like. I mean, if you look at the suits from 2000 and 2004, they're a lot different than they are today. I mean, even the amount of space that is covered. I mean, we've right. worked... Like, the guys are in hips to knees, and that's it. So, you know, I think it, it, it probably could change to go back to a full body suit, but um, you know, I guess time will tell, and, and technology is always changing, so we'll be able to see how we can cut down on drag even more.
1: Are you pulling in Olympian friends of yours, the King
0: on uh, the? I, I mean, I'd be the first one to tell you. I would, <laughs> I would, I would want to sign Ledecki if I could. Um, <laughs> she's she's, up right now. <laughs> she's in college right now at Stanford, so I, she's she's off the market. Um, but I think that's something you know, for me looking up to Michael Jordan for so long, um, what he did in the sport of basketball. You know, he kind of competed in his stuff, and then he built his dream team, and I, and I think that's something that's really special, and, and was neat for me to watch, and and kind of somebody who I'm. I basically kind of want to do the same thing. You know, I'd like to be able to now pick and choose young up-and-coming swimmers, whether they're in the U.S. or whether throughout the, throughout the world, um, to give them a chance to, to potentially reach their goals and dreams.
1: Recently we saw Tom Brady just have a lights-out performance at the I, was, Super Bowl.
0: I mean, I still can't believe it. <laughs>
1: I mean, America, lots of America wanted to hate him, but then just, you
0: can't. It's unbelievable. I mean, line. the guy's, the guy's talented. Serena Williams. Amazing. 23rd. Twenty Yeah,
1: Grand Slam. Do you enjoy watching uh, Nadal. Athletes? Nadal, too. Nadal. I mean, no, yeah, Federer, excuse Federer. me. Federer and play Nadal play a yeah.
0: five-set match. Like, I mean, that, but that's the thing. Like, I, you know, for me as a sports nerd and junkie, like, I've been able to see some of the greatest athletes that we've ever seen walk this planet in the time that I've been alive. And, and... Um, you know, it's been a treat for me. Just not, you know, I mean, you see Tiger and the big three now in golf and Serena. I mean, tennis, like men's tennis, what it done. Is like what it's a secret done.
1: goat club like we just all time? <laughs> you get on a party line with Jordan and Serena and Tom Brady and you guys hang out? What I,
0: mean, I mean, I think it would be pretty interesting if we all did get together and just pick <laughs> each other's mind to see how close, like, we actually are alike. You know, I I, I would guarantee that we all have a lot of things in common. And, and, you know, the way that we tick and the way our mind works, it's probably pretty Pretty similar. You know, I think with our work ethic and, and the things that we do to, to be able to compete how we do, um, we have to have some, some similarities.
1: Now, you're not racing anymore. Your trainer, Bob, is there for you um, as much a parental figure sure. as, as anything. How is that relationship different now that He's not pushing. The relationship can't be him pushing you yeah. and yelling at you in the same way because you're not going for the same sorts of things. So what's it?
0: Uh, grandpa comes over a lot and hangs out with Bob <laughs> or hangs out with Boomer. Um, he he's. I mean, he probably comes over three or four days a week and wow. and hangs out at the house and and just wants to be around Booms. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You know, Bob and I have, you know, been together for almost twenty years and and. Um, you know he's he's a part of my family, and uh, you know so he he loves loves getting his boomer time. If you see, excuse me, if you see his Instagram, it's always basically him taking selfies of him and boomer. <laughs> uh, so so he gets his his uh, weekly fix a lot.
1: I didn't realize until I started reading up on you that your sisters were into swimming way Correct. before you were uh, like five and seven years older yeah, than you, yeah. and that's how you ended up at the pool yep. at seven years old. You were in the pool for long periods of time, even before you started training with Bob. Now that you're not in the pool anymore, how's your relationship with your mom and your sisters changed now that they're grandma and you know, (laughs)
0: Um, aunties and- I mean, not, not really, not too much. I mean, I guess I have more free time on my hands. Some, I guess sometimes. <laughs> when you're not doing interviews. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> um, but no, it's it's uh, you know it's it's different being away from home now. You know, us living in in Phoenix and and my family still being on the East Coast. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's, it's good. We all need our change and, and my other sister is expecting soon and my middle sister has two kids. So, uh, the family seems to be growing and, and, uh, my parents are, are happy that they have more grandchildren now and, and, uh, our relationships are great. They've, they've always been great. And I think they've gotten stronger over the last couple of years. Um, you know, we, we, we've always been a very tight knit family and, and we love it.
1: You're passionate about water safety. Correct. Uh, drowning the second leading cause of of accidental death uh, with kids. How is that taking shape? Because a lot of sports, your basketballs, your footballs, your baseballs, it's not that expensive, especially soccer. It's not that expensive for kids to kind of jump in and participate. But not every kid has a neighborhood pool, a Y nearby How are you pushing to make that just more possible for everybody? I
0: mean, my biggest thing is, is, is we've been able to build since 2008. Um, I got a check for a million dollars after winning eight gold medals, and, and I put that right into the foundation. And, you know, my biggest thing is, is you know not only in the country, but there are millions, of, over a million of people probably. I don't, like, don't quote me. I, I heard somebody say that 1.2 million kids die year-round from drowning incidents. And that's and that, that has to change. Like you know, like I mean, now having a having a son, you know, what I mean, just being able to feel comfortable in the water, I think is the biggest step. And and we're we're in every single state, uh, boys and girls club, um, Special Olympics worldwide, just to teach water safety. It's something that's so important. And and just to to have a, a kid have access to a pool, so they can feel comfortable and and they don't, spaz out or or freak out if they fall in the water. And so it's like I mean, that's that's basically how I started swimming. My mom put me in the water for water safety, and that was it. I mean, the rest is history. So, you know, I think, you know, for me over the years, it's been really awesome and and rewarding to see kids go through the IM program where they're learning things, not only water safety, but, but healthy and active lifestyles. They're learning to make the right decisions and smart decisions, but also understand that if they make the wrong decision, certain consequences come with that. So I'm trying to just help kids just grow up and, and, and live their life how they want to and, and, and know that they're allowed or they're... It's okay to dream for literally the stars. You know, for me, the sky is the limit. And and there are always doubters and people who say, you can't do this, you can't do that. But, you know, it doesn't matter. You're the one that has the goal. And if I can help some a, another kid um, achieve their goals and dreams, then I've been successful. And, and being able to hear somebody, you know, who's, who's afraid of being in the water... Try once, not succeed. Twice, try twice, not succeed. The third time, finally learn the importance of water safety and be able to, to swim. And, and now they're on the swim team and enjoying it. Like, that's rewarding for me, and that's the best. And, and um, I have a couple friends who I've gotten to know through, through the process, and, and they've gone through the IM program, and they're doing a lot better in school. And, and you know, it, it's just like that's the best part to be able to see a kid who's happy. that's when you'll see a true smile on my face.
1: My kids are six and eight, and they can swim. I couldn't swim until I was like in fifth grade, uh, despite many efforts. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I I feel that as a dad. One one of the things about your journey that I think makes you so much more relatable is it hasn't been smooth all the time. There have been mistakes. Multiple. There have been... Yeah, that, that you've taken responsibility for of course your story has changed so much since then <laughs> husband dad a truckload of more metals what is it like to reflect on those times now i mean as, as part of who you are
0: yeah i mean i'm not perfect nobody is i'll be the, I'll be the first one to admit a mistake when it's when it's made uh, it's the only way you're able to, to move on and learn from that mistake and and you know, like you said, there's no, by, by no means has my life been absolutely perfect. Um, I think I've seen the darkest of the dark, and, and there are days where I didn't want to be here. Um, but, you know, being able to come out of the other side and, and just to work and learn things about me that I never knew or I didn't want to know at that point, um, you know, I think it, it, it changed my life. And, and, and now I look at my life today where it's my friendships are stronger, my family is tighter. Nicole and I have an awesome family that we're building with Boomer, and, and, you know, so I think life is just so much better for me now, and, and you know, you saw me in here earlier. I was maybe trying to snooze a little bit. I might be a little <laughs> tired, but, um, you know, nine times out of ten, like, I'll wake up and be happy in the morning, and, you know, before it may have been 50-50. It may have been, like, 60-40 where I wake up, and I'm in a bad mood, and it's like life's too short, and, and you know, I, I look back at things that I've been able to accomplish, and, you and, um, Everything that I have and and I'm just so happy with where I am in life and and the struggles that we've had and and hopefully I can help somebody else to learn from either learn from mistakes or hopefully not make the same mistakes I have.
1: Well, yeah, we we all make our own individualized mistakes. Of course. Fascinating how you've gone on this journey of self mastery in the pool and out of it to figure out how to adjust for the things positive and negative that makes us.
0: You have to. It's life though, you know.
1: Uh My thanks to Michael Phelps. I'm John Fort from CNBC, and this has been Fort Knox, Rich Ideas and Powerful People. Subscribe on Apple's podcast app, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are distributed. Please do leave a review if you enjoyed this. And check out Fort Knox Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope, usually Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. There I tackle some of the most interesting business and economic issues with a little help from my friends at CNBC and from you. Next on the podcast, Tom Steyer became a billionaire investing, and now he's directing his fortune toward issues he's passionate about in the political arena, including climate change and taking on the new administration. He's rumored to be considering a run for governor of California or beyond. We talk about the philosophy that brought him career success and what motivates him to keep pushing. Go ahead and subscribe to Fort Knox now on your iPhone's podcast app or on Google Play. You don't want to miss that. Meanwhile, share this, tell a friend, drop me a note on Facebook, Twitter, or Fortnox.com. That's F-O-R-T-T-K-N-O-X.com. And as always, thank you for
0: lending an ear.